got a resource, something that helps you, uh, whether it be in your Bible reading, um, your Bible study, or in meditation, a, a strategy, a resource, uh, what helps you when it comes time to buckling down and spending some time in the word of God? Oh, man. Make time for it. So get up earlier. Um, do it while you're on the toilet. I mean, just get it done. Read the word. So uh, any moment that there's free. So one one thing a lot of guys do is they get on their And so talking about the bathroom and just alone time, guys get on their phones. And that alone time, when you would get on your phone and waste time, and maybe you're on, so maybe you're constructively on social media or something. But in that moment, say this is the time where I'm going to put this device in another side of the home, another room, away from me, so I can't even think about it. And then I'm going to open the Bible and read it. And so that has been a big thing. That's that's been a resource. The second one, I think, um, is making a priority out of spending time with Christians, meeting with Christians regularly to, to worship, to be under the, uh, the teaching of God's word. Um, that gets kind of kicked around in today's culture. And you read a blog about some scandal and they just want to throw the whole church under the bus. And and I get what they're saying, you know, hey, there's a lot of cultural issues that have happened, protecting predators and all that stuff. And I totally, I don't want to discount the value of those commentaries, but God's people are God's people. And it is right to spend time with them. And if you think there's problems in the church, then do something about it. Um, I remember being frustrated by leadership, older people. They're out of touch. They don't get it. You know, these people came and they're with a racial minority or I don't believe in race. So they, they're in an ethnic minority and, and these old people are all uncomfortable. And I'm just so upset by their clunkiness and, you know, they weren't smooth in their evangelism. They weren't winsome and all these things. And I, some of the upsetness I think was pretty valid, but if I care so much, then I should step up and be friendly to the guest and, and be the change. And because uh, 10 years later, I'm now an elder at the church. So, and it wasn't the church. So I, I don't want to throw anyone under the, I can't name anyone. It just, you know, the, the peripheral or the, the, the th theoretical old person that's out of touch, you know, that idea. And I was at a conference a while ago with younger, a bunch of guys, I think it was a men's conference. And I was like, you, you know, you want to see change and you, you want to see the church improve and do it right this time. I said, you guys are, you are the old people. You're becoming the old people now. So do something about it. Yeah. And so, so I think it's a big, get in, plug in and become a, a, a consistent member of the local body of believers. And then I think that's right up there next to daily reading his word. So really three things here, uh, spending time in the word of God, spending yeah. time with God's Christians. And then this idea of plugging in, that's even more time you're asking me to carve out of my schedule. So already some people feel like their life's hectic, right? I'm, I'm barely keeping up as it is. I might be, you know, lucky to get in a, a chapter a day. What would you say to those people who are, you know, and, and you're no stranger, as I said, 
you're no stranger to a, a 110 mile an hour lifestyle. So what would you say to yes. someone who says, I'm hardly keeping up? How do I spend time, quality time in the word of God, spend quality time with the people of God, and then be a, uh, a major contributing factor to my local uh, group of Christians? I mean, when a crisis hits, so like a family member gets sick, suddenly you have all this time to pray. Um, I'm a big believer in spontaneous, just if it comes to mind, stop what you're doing and pray right there. Just pray about it. Pray all, as much as possible all the time. And so that's a side note. Um, with, with groups of Christians, how do you plug in? How do you find time? Um, I think a big thing is who, who are your core, what's your core friend group? And a lot of people are involved at church, but those are not really their friends. Their core social group is some other group. And I think that's time to re rethink who your core group of friends are. So is your, now maybe you are not consistent at a church and your core friend group is all consistent at a church. Well, maybe you should start going to their church. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe that's the answer, but I, I think your core group, your core cultural identity should be the people of God. And if it's not, then you should, you know, consider, you know, who are you in, in being with and in, being influenced by? I think, I think those are big. And I don't want to say avoid all, because it's not true. Otherwise we should get out of this world. The Bible says right, that. Right. Um, and so make, make a point of getting out to people, but who are your, who are your bosom buddies, your core, the ones you can talk about anything with. Yeah. And if they're not Christians, well, that's a problem. So, so I, I think that's, and there's certain, you know, the Bible says like a guy wants a, you read Proverbs 31 and any guy, like he wants that girl and he just, she's resourceful. She's buys and sells real estate, you know, all these stuff that are most women don't do, but, but guys will read that and they go, oh, yeah, that's a, you know, that's the right woman right there, man. And, but they themselves it says every man should desire the, uh, the position of an elder, office of an elder. And it's kind of desired the work of an elder. Um, well, read the qualifications of an elder. Yeah. And, you know, and so I think that should be the striving for men. Like, yeah, I should, I need to, whether I become one or not, this right. needs to be my characteristics. So, yeah, I think yeah. those are big. Yeah, that's... Um... That's a good, a, a good direction. Yeah. And, and finding people, real life 3D examples, right. That, that do fit that description given. Um, I think of in, in Hebrews 13, it says, uh, whose mm -hmm. faith follow, right. Yes. As, as much as they, as a person, right. We don't want to lift that one person up higher than they need to, because they're still a fallen man yeah. right but but to find someone and wherever they overlap with christ wherever their faith is in track with that trajectory i need to pursue that um and yes. so pursuing that 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 those characteristics and then like you're saying with with the people and and again this is kind of going into your backstory of the how you spent so much time with the Pels and, and had that as an opportunity, people who are out of your generation gap, right? It's not just yeah. spending time with Christians all in the same chapter of life, but yeah, spending time with those uh, people who seem to be so out of touch 
yeah yeah and so here's a cool one so i was blessed to be by a retirement community full of uh as they call reassigned missionaries and faithful old christians and so I had this blessing of like, I could go just hang around. I worked in the kitchen. I worked maintenance. I did stuff there. I'd had like a two hour a weekend part-time job there. You know, I tried to maintain as long as I could until I think I showed up without calling ahead. I forgot what it was, something bad where I was like, ah, it's just got too much going on in life. I'll just stop by randomly. And, but I had the blessing of doing that. So some young person's like, I don't know where any old people are. Maybe they don't go to a church with old people in it well, what, what denomination is it? And is it some OG denomination? They probably have a retirement community around where all the old people go to and they go to that place and hang out with them. And then maybe you're like, oh, I don't want to be like these people. Well, you should find a denomination where you want to be like the old people. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but I, I, yeah, and those are hard things. For me, it was easy because I grew up next door to the people and this was the culture. I mean, we were, the generation gap in our, in the Christian group that I grew up in was like really old people. And it kind of jumped a generation. There's like a small handful of, of my parents age people and it, they're decent. There's a good amount, but kind of a small handful. And then they all had a ton of kids. And so there's kind of a generational jump. Um, and uh, unless they're new converts and stuff. So and it's, it's, that's hard too for a church. So you got a bunch of 80 year old men who are still elders and like, you got to disciple up these dudes quickly, you know? Yeah. And so that's the fault of the, on the judges too, is an observation we're studying. We just started studying the judges. And I don't know, there's obviously Gideon knew something. He was taught history and the command was to teach. There's feast to remember. And the focus was, and God said it, you're forgetful. So do this so that you will remember and so there are feasts and observances that they were to do, and they didn't do them. And so the next generation, after all those who outlived Joshua, um, didn't know. They had no idea about the works of God. And so it's on the old people to train up the next generation. And so now it's on us to, tr- to start, you know, laying hold of, you know, getting these young people active and plugging them in, yeah. making them do things. Yeah. Here's a job. <laughs> right. And, and, and these are really your three with, with how do you spend your time and who do you spend your time with and how are like the, this whole aspect of time. And, and uh, I like your point where um, it's, well, when something else happens, do you have time for that? And it's all a question of, of uh, making time uh, for mm-hmm. it. So you, you yeah. gave, some practical ideas of uh uh like I, I like the one keeping your phone out of the bathroom right the bathroom is a no phone zone i, I like that one yeah um yeah that's my rule that's one of my rules yeah are, are there do you have other helpful tips uh when it comes to spending time in the word uh you said you you do it in the mornings um and is, is that when you like to do it best um, I in morning and evening. So, okay. <laughs> I, I kind of start the day reading and I end the day reading. So, um, it's usually in the morning is when my mind is most crisp and I'm kind of like, you know, just like I wake up sweating and like the day is, you know, there. 
And so it's God's word. I try to, you know, and, and then the evening is usually like, oh, I got to study for this thing. And so I'll start going over those notes until I feel really tired and can't think anymore. Okay. And, and it's so, not always consistent. What's that? And, and so your, your times in the word of God, you'd say are different in, in the morning and in the evening based on, on would you say you, the, the way you think at that time or um, just kind of your what makes you choose how you're reading the Bible in the morning versus in the evening? Just Bible first. I don't know. There's no rule about it. So I am slow to be like, this is how it must be done. Yeah. So for me, that's how it works out really good. I know a lot of folks, their mind is most fresh at night in the evening. That's when they read the Bible. Um, and my thought is just get it done. So if it's at lunch break, the only, you know, you just barely get out of bed and roll into work. And you have time at lunch break to just kind of decompress, then crack it open and, and read it there. If um, you're, you're struggling finding an area, I know this, this has been an issue uh, for my wife in this season, because very often the, the wake up times of young children is not the same as oh, an alarm man. clock, right? Because the alarm might go off at six and might go off at seven and might go off at five and you don't know when the alarm's gonna go off yeah. and whether or not there's gonna be a snooze button right <laughs> and, <laughs> and so you you can't just say i'll wake up earlier because you don't know yeah. when early is going to be tomorrow and so finding yeah. that time and uh, it, it can be a struggle and so yeah. i i think that's a good point in it doesn't have to be this prescribed time but Make sure there is a time. Yeah. And, and so all that said, it's not like I'm every day like clockwork. I have days where I miss it and I got to make it up later. Um, and even, even in reading the Bible, oh, I want to read the Bible in a year. Well, if you get off track, don't sweat it. Just pick up where you were and keep going. Don't, don't think I got to sit down and cover 25 chapters, or maybe you want to stick on track and get to revelation in December. Well, skip the section and just keep reading but read crack it open just start somewhere do something in some cases we get really down on ourselves like oh, i didn't you know i fell off track on my you know yearly reading schedule so i guess i just won't read now because i'm bad at it you know and you feel this guilt and those are all man-made and then maybe the spirit's kind of pushing a little bit but it's basically kind of a man-made you're just beating yourself up for no good reason and so just do something. I think it's the best thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, going back to those pictures, right? If, if you just decide, well, I'm just going to live my Christian life and go into that warfare without my sword or try to build the church without my hammer, or, you know, whatever it is. It's, uh, yeah, it's, um, uh, those uh, illustrations just kind of paint such that uh, a vivid picture of how needed yes. it is. But I, I mean, I've oh, I've experienced that same where it's like oh, I messed up again, and then it's it for some reason it takes longer than it should to rebound. Um, when yeah, you know, and and one of the the verses I've uh, I've clung to is the verse where it says that he remembers that we're dust right i mean that's what that's all i am i am dust and and he he knows that 
you know, some, yeah. sometimes I, I think God's looking down at me like, come on, Nicholson, like get it together. And, uh, but I mean, he knows, he knows me, you know, You're like, I'm dust. He's like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. No, that is very good. And then, so there two, there's two other resources that recently have been real big helps. Now it's not a pattern or a discipline necessarily, um, but two books that I read. One of them is called Holiness by J.C. Ryle. I think he's an old Anglican guy. And it's just a good practical book about what it means to be a set apart Christian. Um, and then another one I just finished, which was really good. One of these books you like you read and you're like, man, I gotta, I'm gonna have to read that again. Um, I have it sitting here, so I'm gonna get grab it. But it's called Maturity by Sinclair Ferguson. Like I just got done reading it like last week. Um, and it's a good book. So, and it's basically, it's just all about Christian maturity and relationships and, and habits. And, but it's, it's kind of an expository approach. So it's like, we're going to look at Psalm 119. What does Psalm 119 say about maturity? We're going to look at Hebrews. It's a book about maturity. Um, So it's just a really good, they're really good resources. um, Kind of some pant kicks that we need. Yeah. And I think it's something that in our minds, we kind of get this caricature of what a serious mature christian looks like and it's not necessarily accurate you know with with what the bible says right we think of some superstar christian who not you know the this person is you know that that's the mature christian and you know i i don't think I, i i think we definitely need to test that with scripture so so that sounds what, what was uh one of your favorite maybe kick in the pants moments from uh from that book uh from the maturity one yeah i'm gonna look at my notes now um one of them there was a section about contentedness and paul's contentedness going through um trial and and so that whole idea of um and he says like he's learned it and that just that that was the biggest conviction i don't think i've gotten but it's more on my mind now um and part of that is perspective i'm technically self-employed now and we're running a company actually three separate little ventures that we're involved in and it's a lot of like pressure and stress i would be gray but it's falling out so who cares you know and and so it's stress and and it helps reading about contentedness forces you to kind of like set back and be like all right why am i are these valid stresses or am i doing this for the wrong reason and those things those um those questions come into mind and they're just good questions to ask, you know, is this, is this, I mean, am I being stressful for the right reason? Um, so we're being stressed out for the right reason because there's valid stress to be had in life. I mean, um, gray head is, if it's something is gained in a 
the crown of glory if it's gained in righteousness or something like that. So there's value to going through difficulty. Um, but am I just causing it because I'm lazy? <laughs> you know, right, and right. so that, but but having a, a contented, a secure um source of joy, not being in my accomplishments, but in the work of Christ, that's so big. And so that challenge and um was was huge. So that was the it's been the biggest pants kick that I need. I feel like I really need to, you know, live out. Well, good. Let, let's pull these. So you have these two book resources, but then mm-hmm. previously we talked about spending time, right? How we spend our time, t- time in the Word, time with uh, the people of God, and being, you know, someone who's investing in uh, the church community. Um, yeah. When you're reading a book like that, how does that conflict with, or how do you keep it from conflicting with your Bible reading and your Bible study so that it doesn't replace it, uh, so to speak? Yeah. Well, so it'll usually be the morning is just, I'm just going to read to read. And then in the evening is I'm studying this book or we're studying a book of the Bible at, at you know every Wednesday and Sundays. And we have two different studies we're doing there and we're studying a book. And so um, usually in the evening, you know, I'm, I've, I now have to present on in judges. So the next bunch of evenings, I'm going to be doing judges um, or, you know, the night before or two nights before leading up to the, you know, the other study, I'll be on that book. And so just things like that. So it's, that's what it usually is. And so the morning is just read to read. I don't have a notepad next to me. I'm not here to exegete this passage. I just want to read it. Um, I, I do. I'm a huge fan of marking up your Bible. I think just use that thing up, man. We're not in Russia yet. So just use it up, mark it up. Russia is probably more free now. I don't know. So, but I, these little cheap colored pencils yep. and a passage sticks out and mark it. Yep. do it there's no rule about treating your bible a certain way um use them up the more bibles you go through the better and i see people and this is a true thing man they say a, usually if you see a bible that's falling apart it's owned by someone whose life isn't something like that yeah and it's true there are people i'm going to say it because they probably won't listen to this my in-laws their bibles are falling apart and they're just just falling apart and their lives are they are impeccable people. They are excellent humans. They're people that, and they're, they're so under the radar. No one's going to, you know, they're not going to be the standard, but they're so amazing and so serving and kind and such peacemakers. And uh, it's just Christ in them, you know? And so, but, so I, I want to be a guy whose Bible's falling apart. So, but yeah, so just mark it. I think the morning or just that reading time, don't feel this obligation to study and really get it. Just read it. And you're going to come back to the passage again and just, yeah. So that's what I think. Yeah. About that. For sure. And I, I like when I revisit a passage and I get to see what I was thinking a long time ago. It's like, ah, oh, yeah. yeah. That it? <laughs> the, I, I, I was a heretic. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it was nice seeing what the spirit taught me back then, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, by God's grace, I, I go back to notes and by and large, I'm like, you know, that was awesome. And it's usually, I have another wide one that I've, you know, that was whenever I was like, go to a conference or whatever, I bring that beast and I'm throwing scribbles on the margins. 
And because usually they're going to give you a really awesome outline. So I'm like, I'm just copying your outline, brother. And so, <laughs> and so, so but with that, yeah, you go back to it. You're like, nice. These were great observations. I'm so yeah. happy I brought this and filled in. Yeah. But there, so there's a workout. Um, I'm working on this right now because my I'm getting girth down on my, you know, and you know, I got younger brothers that are fit and I just can't stand it. I just wanted to be better than them, you know? And so we're just like, ah, and remember Christmas is coming up. Like this, this matters. We're probably going to play football, you know? And I feel like I still got it, you know? And like, I'm still hurting from, we did a mountain climb in, in August or July. And I still have pain from it. So I'm like, so they, there's a thing, 80% of the workout starts in the kitchen. So you want to get fit or whatever. Well, your diet is the most important thing. And so in the Christian life, what we're eating is the most important thing. And if our day is so full, but we do have time to watch a media event or something like that, well, something's got to give. And so we've got to prioritize, prioritize the content we're eating. Yeah. And so that's a big thing. So just your diet and the Bible is spoken of as word yeah. as, 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 as food nourishment. Food. Yeah. 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 So well, that, that's just so vital for yeah. a Christian. Yeah. Great, great practical ideas, resources, and challenges. I, I, I th and I think it's good. I think it's good to be challenged by those things. So yeah. Thank you for that.